gentlemen, welcome to the guide to living inspired, practical, um, daily sound bites. We are delving into the six constant mitzvahs. Ben, did you know that there are six mitzvahs that you can do any minute of your life unless you're in the bathroom? And actually, some opinions would say you could even do it in the bathroom, some of them. But there are six thought thought-inspired mitzvahs, things to think about. And we've gone through four of them. We're about to hit the fifth today and the sixth and final one we're going to do tomorrow, okay? So yesterday we learned about the f- fourth of the six constant mitzvahs, which was, Jacob? He forgot. He hasn't done it today. All right. The, the, uh, it was love of God. Loving God, and we talked about different ways to come to love God by looking at nature, science, the properties of chemistry, of water, of biology, uh, the theory of evolution, and the complexity of the human body, and uh, incredible proofs of God's existence. Actually, we talked about looking at physics, the molecular structure, and quantum physics, the existence of the, the earth in relation to the sun and the stars. And, and, uh, and we basically talked about love as a desire to draw close for the soul to leap out of the body and connect to the oneness of God. So today we're going to learn about the other side of the coin, and that's called fear of God. Now, when you say fear of God, that does not sound so nice. Sounds actually pretty not nice. Who wants to be afraid of anything, right? That's not a pleasant emotion. So what's fear of God really talking about? And and how is it actually quite relevant to our lives? So the actual translation of fear, I believe, uh, a more accurate translation, Rabbi Livingston can tell tell us if if he thinks this is correct, is that the word fear in Hebrew comes from the word yirah which is really related to the word ro'eh, which means to see. The word fear doesn't mean fear in Hebrew, yira. It means actually to see something, to have clarity on something, awareness of something. For example, um, is anyone afraid of fire? Yes? No? Maybe? Well, if you're smart, you should be afraid of fire because if you put your hand in fire, how does that feel? Doesn't feel good, does it? Come on, guys. Let's get in here. So I tell my kid today we're having an electrician doing some work in our house. Fortunately, it continues and continues day after day. He's trying to figure out where a a room went. The electricity for a room just disappeared, and he has not been able to find it. So uh, he had some sockets opened in the wall and some machinery inside some wires in the socket in the wall. And my one-and-a-half-year-old, of course, runs straight to that wall and starts touching the wires. So I ran up to him. I said, hot, hot. Why? Well, he doesn't really know that it's dangerous to stick your hand in an open socket, right? But he's already learned that hot hurts. And therefore, when you say hot, he knows to be afraid. So when I tell him hot for most of his life until now, he did not know that that meant anything. 
until he actually touched something hot. And now he knows hot means stay away. So it didn't work. He ran right back to the socket because he doesn't know electricity gets hot yet. But the, the reality is he's lacking awareness of the reality of hot, of electricity. Fear is when you realize that something is real and that there is a consequence associated with that thing. Does that make sense? So when we say fear of God, what we really mean is awareness that God is real and that there's an actual reality to God's existence. Does that make sense, Rabbi? Good? So so there are different levels of fear. Now, first, um, there's different levels to fear. So the lowest level of fear is fear, what's known as fear of punishment. When a person realizes that the Torah is true, it's real, that if I eat a cheeseburger, then there's actually going to be a spiritual consequence, right? God is all loving and all merciful. God doesn't punish us, right? God doesn't get angry. God is not vindictive or punitive. It's simply cause and effect. There are spiritual repercussions for our actions, just like in this world. Right? They say the best way to raise your kids is not to punish them. You didn't clean your room, so you're going to sleep early. No, that's a punishment. The kid learns that my father is not a loving God. I mean, loving father. Right? The real best way to train your kids is consequences. You didn't clean your room, so you know what? You're going to have to live with a messy room. And when it's time to find your clothes, well, guess what? You won't be able to find them because they weren't put in the in the laundry basket, and therefore the laundry wasn't done, and that's the consequence. Hopefully next time you'll learn to clean your room, right? You get the idea? So there are natural consequences for observing the rules, just like the world, rules of this world. Gravity is a rule. You have something heavy and let go of it. It falls, and it lands on your foot, and it hurts. You stick your hand in fire, it hurts. So too, if you don't observe certain spiritual principles, there's karma, right? What goes around comes around. There's something called mita, mita. God responds to us measure for measure. What we put out comes back, and there's actual spiritual consequences for our actions. But that's the lowest level of fear. We're not supposed to serve God because of fear of punishment. That's a really low level. On the contrary, we're supposed to serve God out of a desire to connect, love, out of love. We talked about yesterday, love of God. But there's actually higher levels of fear, which are even higher than love of God. Let's learn a few of the other levels. So the Rambam, Maimonides says, how do you come to love God? Is you look at nature, you look at the beauty of nature, and you're taken aback by the incredible beauty. And then immediately you feel fear of God. That's why Maimonides says. Now, how do we understand this? I take it like this. You ever stand at a, on a, you ever hike a mountain? You ever climb up a mountain and look out from the top of the mountain or see a beautiful vista, incredible like scene of mountains, mountainscape? So, how do you feel when you're looking out at an incredible expanse, either a starry sky or, or a mountaintop or a beautiful view? How do you feel? Ah, amazed. Do you feel close to something? Do you feel connected to something? So there's a moment, I think, when I look at nature, you feel like this incredible 
connection. You feel like gigantic. You feel on top of the world. When you're on a mountain looking out at nature, you feel like literally like I I am bigger than the trees and the mountains. The mountains are tiny. The cars down there are like tiny. I'm huge. I'm all the way up here. But then it flips and suddenly you say, oh my gosh, I'm also that big from the other perspective. You look at the stars. Oh my gosh, this incredible expanse all going on forever. I just feel part of it. I just want to connect. I want to expand myself. That's love. I want to become part of it all. And then suddenly, oh my gosh, I'm just a speck of nothing in the midst of this vast cosmos. It's recognizing your smallness. And in Kabbalah, fear is associated with the opposite emotion of love is wanting to expand and connect. Fear is withdrawing, recognizing my own borders and individuality, my own boundaries. It's falling back in, 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 in awe at my own individualness, my own smallness, the fact that I'm not connected, the fact that I actually am disconnected. Like, I want to connect, but my own ego, my own body is preventing me from being part of that. So Kabbalah says that there's this dual relationship. It's called Ratsa Vashov, running and then withdrawing, running and withdrawing. And that's the process of spiritual growth. We want to get close, but then we have to draw back and hold on to ourselves, hold on to our individuality. Don't go too fast. I actually learned an amazing Hasidic teaching on last week's Torah portion. It says that God called to Moshe from the tent of meeting. And one of the great Hasidic masters writing a few hundred years ago says, we see that a lot of Hasidim, a lot of spiritual personalities go crazy. That's what he says. Why? Because they, they, they want to go so close to the spiritual experience. They're so not into the details of the minutia of this world. They just want to connect. And then they jump to higher and higher levels. And they literally go out of their mind. It's a known thing that you go to Israel, certain spiritual place in Israel like Jerusalem and Sfat, draw a lot of loonies. Because it's people that are connected to the spirituality, but it's not balanced. So you need the fear to balance the love. You need that, that border, that, that individuality, that recognition that I have to take it slow, step by step. The only growth is when you're called to the next level. You got to wait for that calling. Like the rabbi today who called you to put on tefillin, Ben. That was a calling from God. But if you yourself decide from now on I'm going to put on tefillin every single day, well, that would probably be amazing. But one step at a time. Don't do it. It's not all or nothing. If you try to take everything on in one day, you're going to lose yourself. You got to take it really slow. That's the balance of love and fear. So – the second level of love, of fear, is recognizing your smallness and in comparison to God. In, in some ways, that actually might be the highest level. There's another level of fear called fear of sin. That's fear of that I'm going to disconnect myself from God. I'm going to taint myself. I'm going to taint my, my garment. So my, so, and then – the high, the next level is called Yeris Aromus, which is fear of losing my relationship with God. I love God so much that I don't want to do anything that could damage that relationship. That's even higher than love of God. It's that your love is so strong, you would never do anything to break that bond. And then finally, perhaps, we, I think that there's an even higher level. That's called Yira Ilah, elevated fear, 
could be similar to the, what, the one we just mentioned, but I think that's recognition of the fact that we are disconnected from God. So I think that's similar to the, the one that we mentioned a few minutes ago about the stars and feeling very small. My, I have a friend who described it as this, that the fear of sin is uh, imagine that you're wearing a beautiful white shirt. It's fear of getting a spaghetti stain on your shirt. I'm staining my, my pristine soul. But he said that the higher level fear is realizing that God is that white shirt and I'm the spaghetti stain. I'm that thing that's disconnected from the unity of God. Unbelievable. Right? In lower level fear, it's me looking at God. In higher level fear, it's realizing that all there is is God and God's looking at me. <laughs> anyway, so these are high level things. And uh, I think this is enough for now. But how do we do this practically? To take a moment to recognize that God is real, that there's a reality. He's watching you at all times. Now, that might sound scary, like just like China is watching you right now through your uh, through your app, right? But Or through the blue lights outside your house. But the reality is, is that God is watching you, and everything you do matters. That means, the Talmud says, if only we feared God as much as we fear other people. Right? There are certain things we would not do in front of other people. Pick your nose. I saw that, Ari. Uh, cheat on your taxes. I mean, there's all sorts of things we do when no one's looking. But the reality is that someone's always looking. And the Talmud says that when we go up to the next world, after we leave this world, we're going to watch a video of all the moments in our life when we thought no one was watching. Can you imagine how embarrassing that is? Some describe that that's the pain of, of hell, Gehenna is basically watching all the missed opportunities, all the imperfections, all the stupid things you did and said when you thought no one was watching, but you were wrong. Joke's on you, right? So we have to live life with fear, and that really means awareness, awareness that every moment matters. Every action, every word, even every thought matters. And ultimately, we matter. And life is not a joke. And our actions make a difference. But more than that, we have a potential to fulfill. We have to fulfill our potential in this world. Because if we don't, we're going to regret it someday. Because every day is an opportunity to get closer to fulfilling our potential of perfecting ourselves, perfecting the world, developing a relationship with ourselves, with God, and with others. So let's try to take that seriously. Take a moment to reflect on the fact that this is real. Life really matters. I'll conclude with a story I just saw in this book, The Six Constant Mitzvahs. Um, the, the Vilna Goan, the great leader of Vilna, Vilna Lithuanian Jewry, his wife used to go around with a friend collecting money for her charity. And they, one time they were out collecting and they, they saw a woman across the street that that needed some some help. And the Vilnagon's wife, the Rebetzin, reached up her hand and she said, hey, you over there, to get her attention. And then they went over and they, I think they both either collected charity or gave her charity. And these two women were very good friends. And they said that whoever dies first, the other will come to, the, to, them, to her in a dream from the other world and tell them about the next world. And so the Vilnagon's wife had a dream after her friend passed away. And her friend said, I, I'm not allowed to reveal to you so much about what's going on in the next world, but I can tell you one thing. 
we got such incredible reward for having collected charity. But there's one moment when you reached up your hand to call that lady over. We both got rewarded for collecting that charity from her or giving her that charity. But the fact that you reached up your hand to get her attention, you have infinitely more blessings in the next world than I have because of that one action. All right, so this story was passed down from the Vilna Goan through, through his students. Uh, very reliable sources. It's just incredible to think about the fact that everything we do makes a difference. And uh, let's try to live with a little more awareness of reality. Thank you guys for listening.